Today, as, as we are aware, we are in part three of fight, of fight. And the, the beauty of, of this whole thing is that God is in control. One. Two, we, we are fighting from vantage position. We are fighting from a place of, we are fighting from victory. We are not fighting for victory. We, we, we are fighting from victory. We are not fighting for, <laughs> for victory, you know. And <clears throat> it, 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 it changes our orientation largely on how to approach this Believe it or not, there's war going on. There's contention going on. Some serious, serious, heavy contention going on right now. Contention with people, contention for, for people's faith, you know. People's faith are being, are being contended for. Contention for people's lives. People's lives, you know, we're fighting for people's lives, you know. Um, every human being that dies um, by this virus is one too many, really. We, we, have, we are contesting for people's lives, we are contesting for people's faith, we are contest, contesting and contending for people's livelihood, people's income, people's jobs, people's businesses. We are contending and, and con contesting and contending for people's marriages. You know, um, we are contending and contesting for for children. We so there's a war going on. There's a war going on. I know there's a lot of comedy around it. You know everything. You know, uh, if for those of us that are from Nigeria, we 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 are very creative. <laughs> you know, we laugh about everything. But there's a war going on, and and God is saying to you and I, fight. You, you have to fight. You can't just relapse. There's a war against your health going on. You can't just relapse and sit down and just be eating okra, uh, eating pepper soup, eating uh, kobe, eating uh, starch, you know, changing from one channel to the other. <laughs> There's a war going on. You have to fight for your health. You have to fight for your mind. You have to fight for your mind. There's, there's, there's a con there's contention going on. Trying to, forces of, of darkness, trying to take over people's minds, trying to fill it with fear, fill it with anxiety, fill it with depression, fill it with all sorts of things. No, you have to fight. You have to fight. Everybody say, fight. <laughs> say it like you mean it. Say, fight. You know, and not only will we win, we have won. And we will win 
because we have won. We will win because Christ has won. And we are in him. So we will win. But fight, we must. Hallelujah. So today, we are looking at an aspect of fighting of this whole thing that can be a subtle challenge. It appears subtle, but it creates huge, 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 huge impact on the outcomes of people's lives and victories or lack of it. And that is the aspect of distraction, of distraction. You know, if there's one thing that you have to guard against at this time is distraction. The seduction of, oh, you have a lot of time. Oh, there's so much time. I'm going to achieve so much because there's so much time. It's a seduction. Think about it. Two weeks has gone. For some of us, one month has gone. And I, for many people, I can't say, they can't say that they've achieved what they want to achieve or what they want to maximize this period for. So the, the fact that there's a lot of time is actually a deception to think that things will be achieved. But if you are not strategic about distraction on how to tackle distraction, you will realize that the time has come and gone. And nothing has happened. Like the train of Jesus said, uh, the harvest has come, the harvest has come, gone, and we, have, and we are not saved. So you need to, in whatever area, you need to eliminate distraction. Distraction is that thing that prevents you from giving full attention to what you set out to accomplish is distraction. Human capacity for distraction is unbelievable. In our capacity for distraction as humans is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. In fact, when there are no distractions, many times we, we are distraction junkies that we need to create distraction so that we can be distracted and get and get our fix. But for us to do deep work, for us to do significant work, for us to do work that we look back and say that this period, darkness was upon the face of the earth, but the glory of the Lord was upon me and my household. For that to happen, you need to Tackle distraction. Many of you, when they say, oh, you'll be at home for this long, ah, you're like, oh, finally, I'll be able to spend time in prayer. How many people said that at the beginning of the two weeks? How many people have spent as much time as they thought they would? I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to soak myself in the world. How many people have done that? We need to be Brutal with distraction. 
they need to be brutal with distraction. Totally brutal. So, how? You see, when we have a world that is heavily distracted, we live in a heavily distracted world. How do we get by? How do we get by? You need to, you know, yeah, sometimes if you, if you, I was listening to a lady, some great author, you know, write, you know, one, one thing I try, uh, I try to do is if, 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 if I, I want to start writing, I listen to people that have written, you know, what do they, what's their biggest problem for writing? And this lady said that the biggest problem for writing, for our writing, is interruption. Interruption. So, being interrupted. So, how you need? How do you ensure that you can focus without interruption? Because interruption will lead to distraction. You know, I I um I, I came across a video. Someone sent a video to me <laughs> of a lady that wanted to have siesta. She wanted to rest. And that did some focus. And her son will not let her rest. <laughs> her son kept interrupting her. Kept interrupting her. She wanted to rest, but the son kept interrupting her. Guess what, what she did? Guess what she did? She, she got a bowl of rice, raw rice, and she gave the boy, and she told him to start counting. <laughs> start counting, you know, the rice, you know, that way she dealt with her distraction, you know. We need to deal with our distraction. And sometimes, the things that distract us are just the right things, the good things in wrong places. They're not bad things. They are good things, but in the wrong place at the wrong time. For that lady, the, the child is not, is not, is not, there's nothing wrong with your child. Doesn't mean the child is possessed, but the child distracting you from your sleep is the right thing at the wrong place at the wrong time. Take our mobile phones, for instance. The mobile phone, if you put it on the road, if you put your mobile phone on the road and tell the mobile phone to stop a car, of course the mobile phone can't stop a car. The car is going to run over the mobile phone because the mobile phone is too small to stop a car. But guess what? The mobile phone, in the wrong place at the wrong time, in the hand of a driver, watching a video while driving, replying text while driving can destroy the car. In fact, can destroy the car, can destroy the owner of the car as small as it is. So if you are going to fulfill your destiny, you have to get rid of distractions. In Luke 9.51, Luke 9.51, the, the, the word of God says, Jesus speaking here in, in Luke 951 says, as, as the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, that Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. You know, another translation says, Jesus set his face as a flint. Jesus set his face as a flint, as a flint towards Jerusalem. Jesus 
Probably some people were greeting him, was not replying them. Probably some people were saying, hi, Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, hello. No one was replied. Jesus set his face as a flint. You need to set your face as a flint. The Amplified Version puts it this way. It says, he gathered up his courage and steeled himself for the journey to Jerusalem. You need to gather up. What is it a book you want to finish reading? You need to gather up your courage and steel yourself towards, towards it. Is it you need to learn a new skill? You need to gather up your courage and steel yourself towards it. Is it you need to go take an online course and finish it up? You need to gather up your courage and steel yourself towards it. What do you need to achieve? Is it do you need to get fit? You need to hit the road, begin to run. You are running 10K. You need to begin to run 20K. You, you gather up yourself and steal yourself you are doing two push-ups you need to get to 10 you gather up yourself and steal yourself you are doing 10 you need to do 50 you need to gather up yourself and steal yourself gather up your courage and steal yourself towards it it's big and they are, they are they are different kind of distraction. And we'll try and x-ray them. Different kinds of distraction. So the first is the seemingly harmless distractions. The seemingly harmless distractions. In Luke 9.62, Luke 9.62, the, the, um, the word of God says that, but Jesus told him, anyone who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of god so these are seemingly harmless distractions so you put your hands on the plow and and god says that anyone that puts his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit so the he didn't say anyone that puts his hand on the plow and abandons the plow is not fit of course that is who we say is not fit right so the person's hands are still on the plow, but his eyes and focus has left. Maybe he's pushing, maybe he saw what could people say today? A, a wig, a Brazilian hair, you know, for the ladies. Oh, that lady's wearing a Brazilian hair, you know, a distraction. Or, oh, look at her nails. Oh, distraction. Or maybe for guys, maybe you are seeing the car and like, oh man, look at those. Look at the engine. Can you hear the revving? Distraction. You know, all those that look at girls. Oh, look at that girl. Distraction. You need to keep your eyes on the plow. <laughs> you need to keep your eyes on the plow. You need to keep your eye on what you are doing face front as they say face front you know <laughs> so so we see here that in second timothy 2 4 second timothy 2 4 the word of god says second timothy 2 4 that no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather he tries to please his commanding officers. 
civilian affairs are distraction to soldiers. Civilian affairs are distraction to soldiers. You are a soldier. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have your life to execute. You cannot allow civilians affairs to distract you, which means that there are people, well-meaning people, that compared to, and this is not, I mean, it's not a better, earlier than thou thing, and it's not, oh, I'm better than them, or I'm better than him, or I'm better than her, kind of thing. No, not at all, not at all. However, there are some people that, truth be told, if there's one word to describe them concerning you, and your destiny, that word is distraction. It's distraction. It's civilian. <laughs> it's civilian. They are civilians. They, they have God bless them. They are fantastic people. They will go to heaven. They are, but as far as your mission is concerned, they are, they are civilians. So you don't entangle yourself with civilian matters. Petty stuff. Who took the meat from the cooking pot? Is it you that took the meat from the cooking pot? Oh, you. Wow, wow, it couldn't be. You don't have time for that. There's problem with meat in the cooking pot. That's not my business. I have work to do. I have stuff to get done. So who is the civilian in your life distracting your mission? Number two, distraction. Number two is what we call the troubled mind distraction. The troubled mind distraction. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Romans 5, 5 says and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly god loves us so so we see here that when hope is deferred it makes the heart sick the, the mind becomes troubled and when the mind is troubled you can't focus when the mind is troubled you can't focus so when the mind is troubled you're troubled about Stuff. And the list, I mean, I can, I can go on and on on, on lists. But you can't focus. But you see, to quiet that mind, you need to realize that Romans 5, 5 says that the hope you have in God will not lead to disappointment. It will not. For we know how dearly God loves us. So, that is how to tackle it. So, when the mind is about to be troubled because of Hope that is deferred, hope that is yet to be fulfilled, calm the mind. Calm the mind and say to the mind, calm down, calm down. God is on the throne. His counsel and his purposes will come to pass in my life. So we, so we see, I'm, I'm, I'm going through very quickly. <laughs> Number three. Is what I mean. How many did I say we'll do? 
Did I say how many? Okay, I did not. So, um, that's good. Number three, we'll look at what is is a, is a, is a variation or a derivative of, of the troubled mind, and it is fear-based distraction. Fear, like sorrow, is an internal distraction. It's an internal distraction. When a mind is afraid, that mind can hardly focus on anything. If you are afraid of your marriage, you can hardly focus. If you are afraid of, of for your children, you can hardly focus. If you are afraid for your career or your income, you can hardly focus. And that is a big onslaught and attack of the enemy at this time. What is it going to be? How? Are we going to survive? All sorts of things. But you see, the truth is, fear can take you away, far away from where God wants you to be. Choose not to be afraid. Choose not to be After all, this COVID-19 is happening to the whole world now. It's all of us we are inside. So your own case is not special. Everybody is expressing the... <laughs> sit at home the this and that you are being equipped right now so that when the ban or the barricade or the siege is over you will be positioned properly positioned and that's that's what what we are tackling with for some people they're scared Shaking. Listen to God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because there's no need to fear the inevitable. There's no need. There's no need to fear the inevitable. Why are you afraid? Okay, now, if it is the end of the world, they say, which it is not. It is not the end of the world. If you read your Bible, you know it is not. Of course, the end is getting closer. It can't even be any time from now. But the, the event that will bring about the end is not, doesn't look like this at all. It's not this. In fact, we won't even know. By the time you are beginning to know, you, is there, you know it's not the end. <laughs> you know? But there's no need to fear the inevitable. There's no need. COVID-19, the whole world is facing it. Why are you afraid? There's no need to fear. There's no need to be afraid. Listen, you will not be infected by the virus in Jesus' name. That's my prayer for you. You know, you may even be watching and, and maybe you are, probably you've tested positive or maybe you, you are having symptoms. But the truth is, believe that it will not kill you. I mean, it, it will not kill you. Believe that it will not kill you. Why? Because even if you go by statistics, far more people recover than die from this virus. That's one. Secondly, beyond statistics, hold on to the word of God. By the wounds of Jesus, you have been healed. And there are some people that it's it probably their time to go. If it's their time to go, praise God. We'll miss them. But, you know, they're in a better place. Whichever way, there's no need to fear. No need to fear on this matter. No need to fear. 
this thing is happening across the world. It's not only in your house. It's not, you are not the only one that is told to sit at home. No need to fear. No need to fear the inevitable. You know, some of us, a classic example is honestly growing up. Growing up. Even as a child, I've never understood why people would be afraid of exams. I've never understood it. You know, I used to have friends that are afraid when it's time for it. And these are, these are brilliant students, that's smart minds. We study together. But when it's time for exams, they are, they are shaking, they are jittery. I don't get it. I mean, and I said to them, why are you afraid of exams? Say, ah, it can be, it's that lecturer, the exam is hard, this and that. I'm like, exams are inevitable. They, you can't, why are you afraid of something that is inevitable? If something is inevitable, it's going to happen anyway. If you are afraid, it will happen. If you are not afraid, it will happen. Kuku might not be afraid. I face the thing gallantly. Abi. <laughs> you know, quarantine actually be. <laughs> All of us they do that. You know, we did house, we did jump off. We, uh, I know some of you will be criticizing my pigeon now. Leave me alone. We did house with a with a jollofy quarantine. You know. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. Jollof. <laughs> okay. Good. The so so. <laughs> it's not like did God create exams? Well, did God create uh, coronavirus? You know, <laughs> whether God created it or God did not create it, everybody will write exams. So, the point is this. There's no need to be afraid of something that is inevitable. There's absolutely no need. Why should you be afraid of something that is inevitable? If it's inevitable, it's going to happen. So if it's going to happen, you know, I'd rather enjoy my life while it's happening than be miserable while it's happening. Because it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyways. It's going to happen anyways. <laughs> no need. To be to be afraid of the inevitable, you are going to you are going to everyone is going to die if Jesus tarries. There's no need to be afraid of death. We know where we are going. There's absolutely no need to be afraid of death. Everybody will go. Everybody will go. So there's no need to be afraid of death. You face it gallantly. You face it gallantly. You are going to meet your savior. The ones you have been singing to all these years. The ones you say you love. You are about to see your lover. How can you be afraid? You should be excited. No need. No need to be afraid of the inevitable. No need. Some people are afraid of 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 to of job interviews. No need to be afraid. No need to be afraid. No need to be afraid. Some guys are afraid. Of, of toasting a babe. You, you want to talk to a girl, you want to get married, you, you want to have a babe, and, and your mouth is, uh, is, is stuttering. Why? Why? You just receive courage. And, you know, <laughs> and dethrone the fear. You know, dethrone the fear. Look, let me give you something upfront. 
it can't be more than no. It cannot be more than no. Eh, if you say no, eh, no problem. <laughs> no good they have been playing with you, you know. So, <clears throat> shoot your shots, you know. <laughs> but I wonder they say no, eh, so what? Oh. You know, but guess what? While exams, for instance, is inevitable, failure, on the other hand, is avoidable. Exams are in inevitable, but failure is avoidable. Failure is avoidable. So, since you know exams are inevitable, but failure is avoidable, you get rid of distractions. You focus and you and you 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 crush the exam. You crush it. You, you see, if many things, I have. I mean, playing golf and playing sports. I have friends that they are pretty good golfers. Sometimes when they get to the tee box, their hands will be shaking. Their hands will be shaking. I have players that are good. Tennis players, but when they are serving for the set, maybe they are is the second serve. You know, they've 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 tossed the first first ones out. The second serve, you see their hands will be shaking. Just wipe the ball. You know, I I mean, <laughs> there's no need to be afraid. Just hit the ball. Worst case, it goes into the water. Okay, it goes into the bush. Okay, but guess what? When you are confident. You actually hit better shots. When you're committed to a shot, you, you play better. When you commit to your shots in golf, in tennis, in, in sports, in soccer, you want to play better, you, you, you play better. You know, back in the day when, when I was in school, when I was playing soccer, I was almost, I wasn't the only one, but we were a few of us that we were the de facto penalty players. When there's penalty in the team, go for more, just call for more. I'm telling you, because everybody's afraid. I will place the ball and I will put it in the net. If the keeper catches it well, he, 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 has, he deserves to because he has done well. <laughs> but that ball will be on target. It will have pace, to have power. Good luck. So, bottom line is, hey. Conviction. Leave the rest, you know, and you discover that when you when you commit to shots like that, you actually play better shots. When you commit, you actually play better. When you commit, get rid of fear, get rid of distractions. So, when you are able to separate the two, you can easily overcome fear. When we can separate the avoidable from the inevitable, fear is demystified. You need to separate the avoidable from the inevitable. The avoidable, the inevitable is the exam. The avoidable is the is failing. I can have, failure is avoidable. But the exam is inevitable. So, we see 
that separates the avoidable from the inevitable. You demystify fear. The inevitable exam, avoidable failure. So, the inevitable, I'm not afraid. I have to face it gallantly. But failure is avoidable. So, since I am not afraid, I will do everything possible to avoid failure. Boom. That solves it. And if you apply to several inevitables, death is inevitable. Hell is avoidable. Death is inevitable. Hell is avoidable. And you don't have to go to hell. But everybody will die. Eternity. Whether eternity with God or without God, everybody will die. What you do with Jesus determines where you go. So, another classic example is fight. Fighting is inevitable. Everybody must fight. I easy something to say, oh, Pastor, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't like fighting. I just like, you know, you know, let everybody live, you know, and just um uh, off, you know. <laughs> the devil is not like that. The world is not like that. You have to fight. You have to fight. Fighting is inevitable, but losing is avoidable. And we can go on and on and on. Toasting a babe is inevitable. But staying single for life is avoidable. <laughs> so, fair tribes when we do not separate the avoidable from the inevitable. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.